0: i real big at somebody and say, You sure do look good in the house of God, didn't I? Sure Amen. Do you sure do you look Praise good. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you'd like to, greet a couple of three people, if, if you want to shake their hands, give them a hug. Hallelujah. Tell them how glad you are to see them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God forever. We are ready to have Hey, you. I was sitting there thinking, I ain't hugged nobody about body <laughs> here. <laughs> 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 i hug you all the time. Amen. We are so honored, my wife and I, to be here with you at the first camp meeting here. And uh, how many know we're going to hear some stuff from heaven? next few days. We're going to get help, we're going to get answers, and uh, we really appreciate the invite, the invitation to come. My wife and I are so honored to be with you. We always love to come here. How many know this is our home away from home? Sincerely. Amen. We mean that with all of our heart. And uh, of course, one of our grandkids live here, and then her parents. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and they know I'm picking at them. We're so proud of Pastor Gene, Pastor Shana, all the staff at Stone Point, all the things you're doing to liberate and allow the freedom of God to be able to be preached in this valley. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, if you have your Bibles, like for, if you would, please to open them to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. Kenneth E. Hagan, Brother Hagen, our our spiritual father in the faith, uh, he left planet Earth in 2003, but he would tell us these things, uh, you know, we were youngsters and we didn't know much, and he would tell us certain things like, this will probably be the way it does, and if I was, you know, he he would make statements like, if I was you, I believe I'd, I'd do it this way, or wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, know when you're young and stupid, you always think you know it all. And then as you grow up, you're like, you know, I believe they were right, amen. But... Uh But he'd say a lot of things like that. But he would tell us younger ministers, he said, one thing about, and he he was talking about us, our family, the Pentecostal group, Word of Faith, whatever you want to call it. He said very often, instead of asking God what type of service it is, we would just try to have several services in one service. And we'd never top out to the max on what God was wanting to emphasize in that particular service. And he would always read us this scripture. He'd say, how is it then, brethren? When you come together, everyone of you have the psalm, a doctrine, a tongue, a revelation, interpretation, let all things be done unto edifying. And he said, what's interesting is, is he said there's different types of meetings here. How many know if it's a seminar, you probably are going to teach just line upon line. If it's evangelistic, we're not going to be running and dancing because I mean, no, you'd scare folk that ain't saved out of the building. They'd think he's crazy. Most of them think we're crazy anyway. But if it's evangelistic, we we don't have Holy Ghost meetings. We preach Jesus crucified, dead, and rose from the dead. Amen. And then, you know, if it's a healing meeting, we're probably going to focus on healing scriptures, maybe about love, unforgiveness, how to keep well, things like that. Well, Pastor Gene had it on his heart call these meetings a camp meeting. Now, years ago, I grew up in the Assemblies of God. I remember when we used to have brush arbors. And some people don't know what that is. We would pick a place, uh, either in the country or in a small town, and we'd, we'd clean up a vacant lot, and we'd put up posts, and then we'd just put poles across the top, and then we would go cut brush and throw it on the top because it's hot in Oklahoma. Not near as hot there as it is here in the summer, but it was hot. And so it was a brush, arbor, or it was a covering because we're outside. And people a lot of times will come to those kind of meetings when they won't come into the building. And so camp meeting was designed when all a lot of different churches would come together and a lot of people they didn't travel as easily as we do today. So they would come and they would camp. They'd stay there on the church grounds or wherever the meeting was and they would stay. And so it was called a camp meeting. And I'm telling you, we danced, tore grass up, jumped benches, run, carried on. And in that, that's really where the camp meeting term comes from. It's where the Holy Ghost is in charge and the needs of the people are met and the Holy Ghost demonstrates whatever God would tell him to do. So that's where we're at. We're in camp meeting. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm ready for camp meeting. Hey, man! <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, we'll get right off into it. If you have your Bibles there, I know you do. Open them back up, if you would, to Romans chapter 14. We'll pray and we'll get started. Romans chapter 14, we're going to read out of verse 17 in the King James, and we'll read uh, verse 17 and 18 in the NIV. We'll pray. Father, tonight, sir, We thank you for the opportunity to gather around the Word of God. We're so glad that we don't have to come and just listen to me. We'd all be so disappointed. It'd be one-sided. But so we're glad for the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Trinity. Father, as we've done everything naturally as we know to do, study, prepare, pray, that I thank you for that part. But now, Father, I thank you for the spiritual part, the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God, glory to God having us do things, say things, maybe even tell somebody something. Something we wasn't planning on doing, but thank God, everybody that's come with a need, thank you, Lord, you promised to supply it. So we thank you, Father God, in these type of meetings. There's all kinds of things that can be done, but it'll be to help the people, but it's for your glory, Father. So we thank you for it. We give you all glory, honor, and praise for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody agreed, said amen, please. In Romans chapter 14 verse 17 King James it says for the kingdom of God is not what? Meat and drink but what is it? Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Some people read that and don't really realize what he just said that there are certain things that is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not what? What? Meat and drink. Now, one of the things that over the next few days that we'll we'll see how God does all of this with different ministers and stuff, we know that in today's time, there are, well, let me ask you this. What is the greatest need for man? When I say man, mankind. Natural or spiritual? Spiritual. And there are many, uh, what do you call groups that do stuff for people? Entities or charities and different things. There are are many groups on earth that do cater to the natural needs of humans. But the church main focus is to minister to the spiritual needs of humanity. So when he says this, the kingdom of God, now I'm going to say it this way, is not humanitarian only. But it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Brother Jerry Savelle, many of you have probably seen him or heard of him. You know, years ago, God began to deal with him about a certain nation overseas and said, go And Brother Oral Roberts would actually go with him in his older years. And they were building different things and things. And one man told Brother Jerry Savelle, he said, why do you go and never teach the people how to dress? You know, some, some of them wasn't wearing a lot of clothes and to eat and stuff. He says that's humanitarian. But he said, if I can teach them spiritual things, it'll fix the humanitarian. See, a lot of times people are focusing on the wrong thing. They're emphasizing humanitarian when really it's a spiritual issue. And so he went over there and they said, why don't you teach them how to eat? Why don't you teach... And so this one witch doctor, you probably heard Brother Copen tell this story years ago, he said this one witch doctor, he said, we'll we'll eat with a fork instead of our hands. We'll we'll eat off a plate instead of just off the table. Because he said... That doesn't hurt us at all. But he said, as soon as they leave, we'll throw the fork away. But he said, this other guy, talking about Brother Jerry, he says, he's changing people's hearts. And he said, this is dealing with us, because we're witch doctors, and he's messing with our folk. The church ought to deal with the spiritual needs of humanity. But everybody say, the kingdom of God is not humanitarian. But I mean, no, oh, if a person... We'll find out about the kingdom of God. It'll fix humanitarian needs. Amen. My wife and I, we, we have this uh, one lady. She's an older lady. She's a very good friend of ours. But years and years ago, she was in one of our services. And uh, we were just preaching along. the Lord, he's, I saw something hanging on her uh, in the realm of the spirit. And, and I called her up. and I said uh, And I called her by name. And I said, ma'am. There's a spirit of poverty that follows you around. Her mother would give her stuff, do different things for her and and other people. And you could give her a brand new car and it wasn't very long and you would see it. Now when we all drank and drove, we called them whiskey dips. But she didn't drink. But she'd have dings all over it. And you'd give her nice stuff and it would just like doors would fall off and stuff and... And, and what it was was a spirit of poverty even though things kept being given to her. See, when you keep giving people things but you never deal with the real spiritual issue, it never fixes nothing. So what is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Tell somebody, it's spiritual. What is the kingdom of God? righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, in in Romans 14, 17, 18, NIV, it reads uh, this way. They'll, They'll pull it up for us. Romans 14, 17, 18, NIV. Do you have the NIV? Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, because anyone who serves Christ, now please hear these statements, because anyone who serves Christ, tell me the rest. And this way is, what way is he talking about that pleases God? Righteousness, peace, joy. Most people think that rejoicing is optional based on what they're going through. And have no idea of the spiritual force, power, and ability to break things off and to release things. Because it is a sheer act of faith on your part to rejoice when all hell is breaking loose. But if you patty cake somebody when they're always down and say I know it's hard I know it's bad instead of slapping the taste out of their mouth and say listen you need to straighten up and you know good and well the devil is out to destroy you you need to let him know right now you are not quitting you're going to rejoice in the face of hell you are going to praise your God because I'm of a spiritual kingdom But when stuff gets so tight, most of the time you can see it on people's faces. They don't have to tell you they're going through something. You can read it. And folks, let me tell you something. The reason imps follow you and I around, familiar spirits means their job is to dog your track and find out what makes you trip your trigger or whatever and they take notes. Well, when money gets real tight, they they almost quit going to church. They quit tithing. They get mean to their spouse. So that scenario is going to keep showing up around you because it's still working. But when you begin to realize the kingdom of God is not money, the kingdom of God is spiritual. But if I will get over into the kingdom of God, It'll bring everything else that I'm needing. Glory to God. So, read this with me again. NIV. Let's go back 17 in the NIV. For the kingdom of God's not a matter of eating, drinking. Slap your neighbor on the shoulder and say, It ain't a matter of humanitarian. But what is it? Righteousness. Now, question. Can you get right by, I'm talking about right with God any way natural. It has to be a spiritual thing. How many know you can't have peace? You can't buy peace. Most people think that peace, the peace Jesus said about in John 14, He said, My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He said, My peace I give to you. Then he turned around and had the audacity. say, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but in the middle of trouble, you can have a calmness. You can have peace. Glory to God. Because it's a spiritual force. And those that will live this way, next verse who serves Christ in this way, pleases God. Stuff don't swerve you. You're not on the mountain today and in the valley tomorrow. You're just right here all the time. In the good days and in the bad days. It don't make you go up and down. Quit going to church, then go to church. You know what you're supposed to do. So, what about joy? What about joy? What is joy? It's something of the Spirit. It's of the kingdom of God. I've had people tell us before, it don't take all of that to serve God. I say to people, I was headed to a devil's hell. I was in seven automobile accidents, most of them drunk, outrun the law, ran into a bridge, 75, 80 miles an hour, walked away with only some broke-up stuff on the face. By the time I crawled out, they wouldn't come near me because they thought it was going to explode. and then when I got out, they handcuffed me and arrested me. But, and then in another one, upside down, the cab was crushed. Fuel was coming out of a ruptured tank. I'm upside down off in an embankment. Devil comes in the cab truck. And he says, I got you. I'm going to kill you right here. You're going to burn to death. And an angel come into the cab. And he said, Ricky, you've got to calm down. Because I'm on, I'm on, the, the truck's upside down. So really, I'm laying on the ceiling. And I got on my cowboy boots. And I'm kicking that window. It's crazy when the cab's on it. You can't bust it. The pressure of it. You cannot kick it out. So finally an angel come in he said, Ricky, you're trying to roll the window down. He said, you've got to roll it up. You're upside down. (laughs) And an angel angel told me that. It's so supernatural. And the devil started screaming, You can't do that because it's legal that he burns here. And the angel uncorked the vial according to Revelation 5.8. And it was mama praying, God watch over my son because she had already left planet earth. Keep him. Use him. Use him as a minister. And he said, I got legal right, even though Ruthie don't live here. She did. And it was prayed from earth. And it's legal to move on his behalf. Don't you ever give up on your kids. So, when we were upside down in that truck like that, devil screaming all of this crazy stuff, and going to kill you, then all the other wrecks, and then we're in a service and the power of God gets to flow and God says, you know, I appreciate this in worshiping me, but how about running a little bit? How about dancing a little bit? I'm glad to do it. I could have been in hell and could have been gone from planet earth by now. But because of God's mercy and God's kindness, what is joy? Is a spiritual force, as surely as peace is. What holds you steady on the inside when your body is actually vibrating because of the craziness or terribleness you're going through? And your emotions, tears running down your face. But yet in here, there's such a calm. What is that? That's that spiritual peace that comes from the Father. What is joy? Well, the only way I know to describe it is what are the manifestations of it? Remember in the book of Acts, when they come out of the upper room, They said these are not drunk as you suppose. Undoubtedly they did look drunk. Right? These are not drunk as you suppose seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. And so undoubtedly they're staggering around. How many of y'all ever seen somebody drunk? I'm not going to ask you if you've ever been drunk. How many of y'all ever seen somebody drunk? What do they look like? Everything's funny. Everything's funny. They staggering around, falling around. If they got money, they don't care. I mean, they'll spend it on anything. You know, if we get some of you drunk, we'd get a better offering. Amen) <laughs> You little tight wad, but we're doing better. Amen, hot right. <laughs> That's what I used to be. You can ask my wife, "Huh, honey? Yeah, I was a tight one, and I didn't mind it either. We somebody invited us to go to eat. I'm like, uh-uh, nah, you invited us. I ain't paying for nothing. <laughs> I needs my money. Hey, man. <laughs> the the joy of God will you know loosen you up a little bit. But so they they thought they were drunk men. So it it has to do with laughing, singing. Just carrying on, no matter what was going on. You know, you know, I remember one time we was running from the law, and uh, and we were we were hiring a Georgia pine. If you don't know what that is, that's real tall, so it's real high. So we was hiring a Georgia pine, and the law got after us, and we had some stuff we shouldn't. Have. It's legal now, I think, but but you could burn it, and it creates smoke and stuff and some other things some stuff that comes in aluminum cans and little square bottles. And they got after us, but I'd cut a hole in the floorboard of my car and then put a rug over it so when the law got after us, we could throw it out. And then the law would see it fall out, and we'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, we didn't throw it out no window, you didn't see it. But we'd get rid of it before they stopped us so we didn't have to go to jail. So we was doing all of that crazy stuff like that, but what's amazing is this. One time we was driving, that guy says, Ah, uh, the lights are on behind us. And we was all like, really? <laughs> and you know, it would be amazing if somebody got an unexpected bill and instead of reacting in the way of threatening the goodness of God, like, God, I don't know how come this keeps happening. They'll be like, God, I think you. you're such a good father. And i tell you what I'm going to do, devil. I'm going to lay this bill down here on the floor and I'm going to dance around it. That's such a spiritual response somebody gets sick somebody dies like my mother did and many have responded like I did well I'm done with church and I said to hell with God and church and everything else I would never say anything like that now to my father I was hurting mom died I'm a kid I said I ain't never going back well how many know I responded naturally because I didn't understand the kingdom of God. Nor did I understand my father. Somebody gets sick, somebody dies, people's like, well, I just, I don't know if you can trust God or not. May I encourage you, you can. Amen. And may I encourage you, if, while I'm talking, if you will go to Matthew chapter 6. Look at about verse 8 or 9. We'll go in there somewhere. Matthew chapter 6. Whew. Glory. Matthew 6, 8. Be ye not there for like unto them, for ye knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. Verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Verse 10. Thy kingdom come, what? Where? As. That ought to let everybody know that the will of God is not being done on planet earth. Tell me what is going on in heaven right now. Is anybody sick? Anybody depressed? Anybody broke? Anybody having difficulty? Anybody sick? So when people say, you know, we have insurance on properties, and when they say stuff like, either storm this or at another any other act of God, I just like want to always tear that out. I'm like, it's a God, but it's a little g. It's Satan, the God of this world, not our father. But they don't know because they think God's in full control. So if something crazy happens, well, the will of God be done. Thank God not here. Thank God we know better here. I said thank God we know better here. So it's interesting here, God said, through Jesus, praying, he said, and we know the kingdom has come, Luke 17, 21, kingdom of God, anybody born again is within us, right? So he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be what? Done. Where? In earth, as it is. We should be able to see a vast contrast contrast between the kingdom of God in heaven and the kingdom of God in earth. But yet Jesus asked us to pray that the same way the kingdom of God in heaven is operating, he willed it to be done on earth also. So on earth, where would you be able to see the kingdom of God in the system, world system? Nope. Where? Y'all said it. Church, make it more personal, say me. Then you ought to be a light of what the kingdom of God actually looks like on earth the same way it's operating in heaven. And the kingdom of God is not natural. But is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost and those who serve God or Christ in this way are pleasing to the Father. Instead of letting every little thing upset you, threaten to quit church, quit God, get mad, I don't know how come we always have these bills. Because you made them. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say he's preaching better than we're amening him, but it's the truth. Amen. But I mean, no. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with having bills. Amen. (laughs) Now, Go to Matthew 4.23. They'll pull them up. Matthew 4.23. Then Matthew 9.35. And Matthew 24.14. Matthew 4.23. Here it is. Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogue doing what? Preaching the gospel. Tell me gospel. What is it? Good news. good news. Good tidings. Good message. Where do you have to hear the gospel at? Okay. Okay. Tell me Luke 4.18. Jesus said, Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What is the gospel to the poor? You not have to be poor no more. See, one guy told me, he says, well, it's how to be saved. I said, no, that's the gospel to the lost. So what's the gospel to the sick? But yet you have to hear the gospel message in every area of your life. Because if you don't, you can't believe it. Even though it's available. So when people hear messages about the gospel of prosperity and get frustrated over money, don't even know they're shooting themselves in the foot. So, Matthew 4.23, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in her synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Everybody say, the gospel of the kingdom. The okay. Then the other one, please, Matthew nine 35. They'll pull it up. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogue, preaching what? It's interesting, isn't it? The good news of the kingdom. What group of people are you with? There's only three on planet Earth. 1 Corinthians 10, what is it, 10.32, is that right, maybe? Thank you, sir. Give no offense neither to the Jews, Gentiles, or Church of God. That's all there is in the way of groups of people on planet Earth. That's all there is. How many of y'all are blood Jews? Anyone? None. How many of y'all are kind of like I am, Heinz 57? You're just kind of mixed up with a lot of stuff. (laughs) Me too. But I was a gohim, heathen, but as soon as I asked Jesus Christ in my heart, I ain't no longer Irish and Indian and some other stuff. Are you with me? Yes. Now that's my nationality, but I'm of another family. That's right. I came into what? Kingdom of, God. kingdom of God. May I say the church of God. Right. right? So in this, I need to know what gospel he's talking about since I'm of another kingdom. It's Righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Most people uh well well we'll go just a little bit further. Go go to Romans fifteen twelve, please. Romans fifteen twelve. And let's pull we'll do it first in the King James, then we'll do it in the Amplified. Thank you, gentlemen. And again, Esau, I'm sorry, Isaiah saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles what? I don't think that's, I think I wrote that down wrong. Let me look. Genesis or Revelation. It's 13. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with what? Wait, you got to get it. You said it. Everybody say all joy. How much of it can you, should you have? All. And should you be full of it? Yes. Do you know I can tell in my life there are two things I watch like a gauge on my trucks when I'm driving my trucks. There are two gauges I watch and they are always very accurate where I am spiritually. Joy and Peace. If you are irritable, always upset, touchy, and when people see you coming in Walmart, they duck and go to the other aisle, it ought to give you a clue. If you come into work and people aren't happy to see you, you ought to get a clue. I'm preaching really good right now. And people say, well, Brother Ricky, I mean, I just had a rough week. No, what you did is you're still trying to live natural because your circumstances is telling you how you ought to respond to people, but yet you're of another kingdom. Well, I don't think this has a whole lot to do with anything. I know, I, I know you'd think that or you would have already fixed it. Amen. But those who understand kingdom of God principles and live righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost live pleasing unto the Father. So when crazy stuff comes, you don't let it irritate you. You don't lose your joy and cuss. I lost a few of you. Let me go over here and try Well, it was just a little four-letter word. It's still an attitude of the heart. That cuss word ain't going to send you to hell. Really, I could say one right now, and it'd be recorded. I'm not. It ain't going to send nobody to hell, but it's always an expression of really what's going on in the heart. So if you would smile at your neighbor and be kind and say I've noticed you've been a little touchy lately. I noticed you used to wake up doing a little singing but you ain't been doing much singing lately. And if you can see it, or other people can see it, I promise you the devil can see it. <laughs> How are we all doing over here in the back? Amen. <laughs> okay. Now, there was a, uh, can we pull that one up in the Amplified, and I'm going to tell you this is a story. There was a little boy Uh, he kept falling out of his bed and his mom could hear it and she'd hear him hit the floor and it could plop. And finally she went in there and she said, what is happening in here? And he said, the only thing I can tell you mama is he said, I guess I stayed too close to where I got in. Most believers get saved. And then when something slaps them, because they're so close to the edge, they fall out of bed. But if you was in the middle, if you had really come on in and you get hit with something, even though you'd roll, you're still in the bed. <laughs> so, tell somebody, maybe yourself or your neighbor if you want to, if they're still talkable, the person you've been telling this all to, tell them, say, maybe you need a, Get on over in the middle of all this. How many of y'all really appreciate getting born again, missing hell, making heaven? But how many of you know to live a goofy life, a sad life, a defeated life, is still just, there's no comparison to still missing hell, even that kind of life. But God, through Jesus, made provision for a way better life here. Verse 13 amplified, May the God of hope so fill you with all joy. Tell somebody, say, all joy. If you're full of joy, you reckon we're going to be able to tell it? Yeah, six of you think so. If you're full of joy, do you think we would be able to tell it? What would you be doing? You'd be bubbling. You'd be smiling. We'd see you coming in, and if they, they had a little music on, you, time you, when you start hearing that music, you'd be like, <laughs> dancing all the way to your chair. People like, look at that pep in their step and that glide in their stride. Amen. You'd be all bubbling over and they'd be like they probably don't have a care in the world and they could have had just crazy stuff happening but see they're beginning to understand principles of the kingdom of God. I know we all need help at times. We've went through some stuff before. Make us cry. Make us hurt physically. And you know we've all been there and we'll probably be there again but the thing of it is is when you linger there and it keeps being longer each time you stay there the enemy knows if he just stays with this long enough he's finally going to whoop you but if it gets shorter and shorter he's like we're going to have to do something different because the word's starting to work in their life they're doing it and it seems like this depression, this sadness is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And the family around them's is watching what's happening. Now they're starting to ask questions about that guy with the J name and all of this. We need to get them back where they're just all really no different than those that ain't serving God. How I many know we're supposed to look different, smell different? Laugh different. Live different. Romans 15, 13 Amplified says May the God of hope so fill you with all joy and peace. Where? In believing. believing. Where do you believe in the joy and peace? Through Through the experience of your faith. Tell me faith. Faith is to believe something such a way your actions and the way you talk will back it up. If I believe there's peace and joy in every situation, then my actions, my words will not be try to get you to feel sorry for me. People will say, how are you doing? I tell you what, I'm thanking God we're on the winning side. And then people say, yeah, I know, but really, how are you doing? No, right now I'm really, I'm, I'm doing really good. Well, I know you're going through some stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. We're going through it, not living in it. Job 5.22, please. Job 5.22, Amplified. They have it in the King James. It says, at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. In the amplified, it says, they'll pull it up, at destruction and famine, you shall what? Now I'm going to say something. Don't get mad. When's the last time you laughed at COVID-19? If something, now listen to me, listen to me. If something robs your joy, then there's two things. You're either afraid of it. Or you believe the word of God gave you power over it. Listen, we would never laugh at what a disease or something did to a human. But when I laugh at famine and destruction, it's never at what's going on in a human's life. It's the things that causes the destruction and famine. John G. Lake, who was a missionary and uh, apostle. And what was interesting is is when they, they sent a mercy ship because there was the, the was it the blue bonic plague? Boo, boo bonnet, boo bonnie, boo bonnie plague. And it's killing people. And when they die, there was a bloody flux that would run out of their mouth. And so John G. Lakes went and the people said, have you been vaccinated? He's on a mercy ship. And he said, I've come. And they said, have you been vaccinated? And he said, no. And they said, we cannot let you on this continent because of the plague. And he said, if y'all will let me come. He said, I will demonstrate to you who I work for. They sent a boat out. They took him in. And he said, put some of that in my hand. And they said, sir, you have not been vaccinated. He said, I have a revelation of 1 John 4, four. Greater is he who's in me. And he said, as soon as that stuff comes in contact with me, it'll die, not because of me, but because of the very energy or the power of God that resides on the inside of me. They put his hand under the, the microscope. They put that stuff in and they watched scientist after scientist and it died. And he stopped the plague through the teaching of the word and ministering by the laying on of hands. Yet there was thousands that had died previously. The reason my wife and I do not operate in fear, we are led by the Spirit. If I ever let fear start directing me, I just told the Holy Ghost, I don't need your help. We have to have the wisdom of God and we have to have the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? There are things now that have come with this thing of fear in a very strong way. And it will try to tell the church as surely as people that not saved where they can go, what they can do, what they can and cannot do. I refuse to be led by a spirit that is against God. Second Timothy 1.7 God has not given us a spirit of y'all quote it to me but a spirit of power, love tell somebody say I'm not afraid of fear. I don't know if you've ever had it come to you. I, Way back when we drank and we fought, there was a thing, because I was smaller, but you would yield to it as long as you could learn to yield to anger. And this thing would come on you like a coat. And you could just go crazy. You'd scare people. You know, hit stuff and carry on. People say, do you remember that? And I'm like, no. And most time it wasn't alcohol. You just kind of lose contact. I can sense when fear tries to come that way. You can feel it. Hair on the back of your neck will stand up. Bumps. Most people don't recognize it. It's a spirit. But folks, you are born of another kingdom. You walk in the authority of God. Tell somebody, I will not yield to fear. I am led by the very Spirit of God that lives big on the inside of me. Now, go please. Remember Job 5.22. What Job say? At destruction and famine, what are we going to do? Going to laugh. Go to 1 Peter 5.8, please. 1 Peter 5.8. I think it talks about the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he what? May devour. Can we do that one in King James, please? Be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy, adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about. Tell me this last part. You have to make up your mind that you are a may not. You have to. I am a may not. If the devil was choosing it would have to be written that way. He's looking for someone who will yield or give way to. Whom he may devour. He's not choosing. Tell two people. I'm a may not what do we mean by it you may not and you will not devour me and mine because of Jesus Christ who has given me his authority tell somebody I'm a may not if you would write these things down believing is a choice Believing is a choice. Next one. Resting is a choice. I've never seen the like of people that can't sleep. I mean, it is such an opium thing, a drug thing. People putting little kids on stuff, and just ridiculous. Bible says he giveth his beloved sweet sleep. Now I ain't looking at nobody but you gotta be careful. Well honey, listen to this guy. Well honey, it's just to help me sleep. Listen to me. You keep yielding to that, it's gonna get worse. I ain't looking at nobody but I could walk right to you. You keep messing with that and it'll lead to something else and something else and then it's gonna have you hooked. The enemy wants you to yield to him, but tell somebody, I'm a may not. Now, some of you are still hung up on the COVID deal. Listen, it has killed people. I said, it has killed people. We've lost friends and some family over it, folks. It's real, but nobody is upset when I'd say, we ought to laugh at cancer but it's killed more than the COVID. It's as much as an enemy to the church as COVID is. But what happens if you ever hear somebody, you go to a doctor and they'll say if they got a pain or something and they're, they're hurting, most of the time you can hear it if you'll just listen, they'll be like, oh man, hope it ain't what? There's fear with it because fear brought the thought and it's got to get them thinking about it so that they'll start yielding to fear. Then cancer can come with it. See, what's James 4 say? Uh, yes, sir. James 4, please. Look at 14. James 4, 14, 15, and 16. And then we'll look at 17. Ready? James 4.14. Whereas, you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor. It appears for a little while. Then vanisheth it away. Right? No, uh, I'm sorry. James 3. James 3.14. I told you wrong. James 3.14. If you have bitter envying and strife, Where? Tell me what? Lie not against the truth. 15. This wisdom. Wait. Devilish? This wisdom that says you can't help it? I'll show you after a while. That the reason most people are so difficult dealing with trouble in James 1.3, I'll go ahead and quote it. It says, count it all what? Joy. joy, when? And then they think verse 5 is about something completely different. Most people don't have the wisdom of God when they encounter trials. They don't think that joy is that important they think it's optional and not a commandment. Count it all joy when you find yourself in a test or trial. If any of you don't know how to properly respond, ask God for wisdom. There is a devilish... Wisdom that will disguise as the wisdom of God. You just need to be wise about this, COVID. Yeah, yeah. And they will try to get you to respond by fear. It's devilish because the spirit of fear is of the Lucifer. That's right, amen. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Whew, glory. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and what? Verse 16, please. For where what? Now, please listen to what you're reading. For where what? Envy. There he is. People wondered, says it seemed like I can't hear from God. I'm so confused. Tell me the rest. Question. How did cancer, poverty, depression, lack, get into this home? It had to come through envy and strife. That was the open door. But once it got there, every other spirit came with it. And husbands and wife gets to fussing, fighting, screaming. And have no idea. You might as well walk over to the door and say cancer, lack, destruction, would you please come in because we're going to have our way. I've got my say so. I'm preaching real good right now. You might as well invite that junk in because you've let strife and envy in and you're fighting, and you don't even know what's going to come with them things. But he said, every evil work. Tell me, Matthew 12, what is it, 1240? 40, Jesus said, After the Spirit's gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, findeth none. Then he says, He, the one that was there, I will return unto my house. He's a liar, that body belonged to a person. Yeah. I will return unto my house. And, and Jesus said, and he taketh with him. If you get fearful, I promise you, COVID will come with it, but so will lack, cancer, destruction, depression. But Ricky, I, I believe we should be wise. Yes with the wisdom of God. Not devilish wisdom. Are you with me? Please hear me, folks. I don't even know what I'm doing on all this other than I believe I'm supposed to. I got another message. I'm serious, I do. This stuff ain't in my notes. So if you'll hurry up and get it, we'll get back to the notes. My wife and I, at times, we was praying for a person. And when we walked up to them, I almost, I had to turn my head. Because I started gagging. And I, was it you that was standing there with me at time? And I said, do you smell that? And I did it in a very discreet way. She said, no. No, one time you did, though. And people thought I smelled the person naturally. It wasn't. That person didn't stink. But there was a spirit of death and it stinks and it smells like a maggot in a dead animal. It will turn your stomach. And that thing was dogging his tracks and it followed him and I could smell it. Not with the natural. And I, we did our best to help him but he kept yielding to that thing. And with it was death. See, we are of a spiritual kingdom because we are spirit beings. You're not a body. You live in one. Okay, let's go a little bit further. Can you take just a little bit more? Believing is a choice. Resting is a choice. Rejoicing is a choice. Tell your neighbor, say, it is not optional. Can you pull up Hebrews 4, 1 through 3, please? Let us therefore fear, which means reverence, God, lest a promise being left us of what? So if I take the promise I'm of a kingdom of God and I can live in righteousness, peace and join the Holy Ghost I will always have rest no matter what storm I'm going through. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left left us of entering into where? His rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Next verse. For unto us was as well as unto them. Tell your neighbors say the gospel is being preached to us tonight. But the word preached didn't profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Three. For we which have believed do enter into so everybody say rest rest is a choice. Believing is a choice. And rejoicing is a choice. If you would write this down, it's a very profound statement that God helped me with. The more unthankful I become, the more dumber I become. And it's scriptural. The more unthankful you become, even though you have more than you've ever had, even though you're living better than you ever have. If you start letting this stuff around you get to you, instead of you being thankful, you'll become even dumber. Pull up Ephesians 4.18, please. I don't remember if it's in the Amplified, but Ephesians 4.18. Having the understanding, we'll do the King James, I believe it'll help us. That that's a good one too, though. While, while you, uh, thank you. We'll read that one. King James, you ready? Y'all, read the very first part to me. What is, what is that? How do you walk into dark? Remember 1 John 2? Let no man say, he hateth his brother, for he soever says he hateth his brother, steps into darkness. Is that lost? No. You step out of the light or the revelation. When revelation of these things come and you refuse to accept them, you step into darkness. This is not lost. The more unthankful you become, the dumber you will get. God set up a way that we would live completely different than people that ain't saved. He said, you're of another kingdom. He said, count it all joy when you find yourself in a test or trial. But if you want to pull up James 1.3 and James 1.5, he said, but if you're not smart, let me teach you, ask me for wisdom, and I'll show you the wisdom of God on how to respond when you get in a tough place instead of throwing stuff. Instead of cussing, instead of getting mad, instead of telling, I'm going to quit going to church. Well, that's smart. Not. That's where we've got help. That's where we've been getting answers. Why, who do you think would be inspiring you get mad and quit going to church? Really, I mean, have you thought this through? It's where you've been going, getting all your help. You used to be stupid. Now you're looking good. Are you with me? Well, I'm going to quit going over there because I'm full of the wisdom of God. Really? No. No. So you're in a test or a trial. What should you do? No. James 1, 3 first. You're in a test or trial. What should you do? How do you count? This is not deep. Really, how do you count? One. One. Two, three, how many fingers you got? Four, five. I just counted five. Trouble comes. What am I supposed to do? Okay, I'm going to count this one joy. Ha, ha, ha. And you say, well, that wasn't that great. Well, I tell you what, it's better than throwing a fit. And then if you'll fool around that long enough you'll slip in and you'll hit a gusher. And God says those that are of the kingdom and will respond properly to this stuff pleases me. And But the church is well pastor you just don't know what we've been going through. And and I know you told us we ought to raise our hands and praise God. But I just don't feel like praising him who sent his son and died for me. Because I've had a pretty tough week. My washing machine quit. And they think that praising the king is optional. When it's actually a command. For the way you and I live. Look at somebody say I ain't getting dumber. I'm going to get full of the wisdom of God. Can y'all take just a little bit more? Let's go to Matthew 18. Verse 1 through 3. Do y'all have the. I don't even know what translation that is. T P T. Pardon? Yeah. Do y'all have that? Okay. I'm do my deal's doing something, honey. It says change to use only while using. Always allow. I don't want to allow nothing right now. I'm wanting to use. Ha! It's gone. Okay. <laughs> Matthew 18, 1 through 3, the Passion Translation. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who is considered to be the greatest in the heaven's heavens kingdom realm? Jesus called the little one to his side and said to them, Learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable like a little child, you will never be able to get in. This is not to not be saved. Now, can you pull up 1 Corinthians 14, 20? Can y'all read this one to me, please? Be not children understanding. How be it? Malice. But where should you be a child? Malice. What's he talking about? Kids are quick to forgive. You can beat the daylights out of them. And then they'll come crawl up in your lap and want to hug you. But not you're not being mean to them, you love them. Are you with me? And we're not talking about abuse or nothing like that, y'all. You have to be taught to hold a grudge. And you have to be taught that you can't trust God. Because you can tell a kid after church, we going by bronze. They might be doing a whole bunch of stuff right now. But I promise you, when you get in the car, they'd be like, we need to turn over there because Brahms is right there. They really believed we're going to Brahms. If we could get adults to be that simple, and God says, don't be afraid. I don't care what you're going through. I want you to know I didn't send it. I didn't send it if it's bad, but in the trouble... I'll be there with you. I would like to take care of it completely, but what I did is I set a way up. If you'll just worship me, if you'll just rejoice, if you'll just act like everything's fine, then we're going to breeze through this thing. But the longer you act dumb, the longer you're going to be in it and the more frustrated you're going to become with me because you think I'm making you stay there. But I got a really quick way for you to get out of it right now. Okay. Look at somebody say, yes. (laughs) So In Matthew, can you guys pull up Luke 18, 17 in the TPT? (laughs) They don't have it? Okay, okay, I got it. So listen to this. In Matthew 18, when Jesus said, unless you become as a child, you shall not get into the kingdom. It can't be when he said, in malice, be kids. Right? Right? But in understanding, be who? Be adults, be men, be women, right? So in Matthew 18, he must be talking about how children respond. They're so quick to believe. If you fire up music and it's got a good beat to it, if we would kick one off, I promise you, already be up, be going. And she wouldn't look around like, oh, I hope nobody's looking. Are you kidding me? She'd be breaking a move out. It might not have no rhythm or rhyme to it, but she'd be thinking, I'd be looking good, and I'm doing this. And God's like, man, how I wish my kids would do that for me. But they've been taught it don't take all of that. This ain't for his benefit. This is for your benefit. So in the TPT, where did I ask you to go? There. In the King James, it says, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall what? Listen to the TBT. TPT. <laughs> Learn this well. Unless you receive the revelation of the kingdom the same way a little child receives it, you'll never be able to get in it. If I'd say, hey, R.E., come up here, dance with Poppy. Come on. You want to dance? If I'd ask one of you adults, you'd be like, I'd oh, really not really." And we wonder why. You can ask my wife. Thank you, honey. If I even get a woof of the Holy Ghost, I'll run. I'll dance. I've run chairs. I've run the back of chairs. I've jumped off of stuff. And people are like, you wild. No, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. We've had children in Iraq when they took Baghdad airport. They told them to call home. They called us on a satellite phone, 2 o'clock morning. You heard him. It's my son Ricky, or our son. He was over there, and the lieutenant told him, we think we know where that one person was. we got to go across where we're not supposed to be. There was 26 of them. Better call your wife, your parents, whoever, because wait, none of us coming back. We're probably going to get killed tonight. He called, and he's crying. Well, you can't get to Iraq. But instead of us like, oh God, why would you do that? We're like, Lord, even though we want to cry, the only thing I can do right now is thank you. The only thing I know to do right now is thank you. Not for that situation, but you promised me. You promised me, Father. Sir, he's made some promises to you. You have promised me he would come home and you start acting like every, and God starts sending angels. And y'all know he didn't get killed because he's preached here. It'll work on getting a, car, a, a payment made for your rent, house payment, a car. It'll work on everything. Now, the listen to this. Do you have Luke 1817 in the message, please? Please read this in with me. Uh, verse 17. There it is at the bottom. What's it say? Mark this. <laughs> Unless you accept. God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child you'll never get in God says I'd like for you to just stand up and just worship me right now I'd like for you to just run or act like there's nothing wrong and people will do it then there'll be others like I'll just pray in tongues that ain't what he asked you to do right then but then there'll be some of us that are very simple. I just trust God big enough that if He's told me and Sally to do it, even if we jump, and it don't look like there ain't nothing out there, He'll catch us. But what's the worst thing we can do? We go to heaven? Go to heaven. That's <laughs> right. But then you find a group such as this, a bunch of may nots that ain't gonna be devoured. And God says, I'd like for you to just start praising me right now. And there's a bunch of us just jump off right out there in the middle of it. And we just get to hollering. And we get to shouting. Glory to God. (laughs) Yeah. 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 To you, oh, Father, be all the glory. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Listen to this wrong thinking. God, how come you would ever let a plague come? That's wrong thinking. Our Father God is not the God of this world. The earth that He put here and the resources we are to use. So our way would be, God, we realize the provoking that decisions have brought to this nation. Killing babies, taking prayer out of the school, not wanting your commandments, not wanting your Bible read, all of these things. We understand that. But Father God, we thank you, even though craziness maybe will come to this planet, There's a bunch of us here that do honor you. That do respect you. And when this stuff gets to shaking, rattling, and rolling, we are in a position, glory to God, to start gathering it up. We will not let it consume us, but instead we will worship and praise you and we will get through this stuff and we will do it the way the kingdom of God says, righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Can we read you just a few more scriptures? All right, if you want, turn to Deuteronomy, please. Deuteronomy 12, 5 and 7, 5 through 7, King James. Tell your neighbor. Rejoicing is not optional. To count it joy is not optional. Ma'am, you know how to cry out to God and you know how to honor Him. This junk that has kept trying to dog your tracks, it's time that that be over. That spirit that has followed you around, it's assignment. Now don't you yield to it. No more. But in the mighty name of Jesus, I take authority over it and I break it off of her. I command her to go free. Deuteronomy 12, 5 says, but under the but unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose. Out of all your tribes to put his name there. How many know here in Peoria? Is this Peoria Glendale? Yes. Glendale. How many know there, this ain't the only place? But how many know this is one of them? Yes. His name's here. Yes. Even as unto his habitation shall you seek. And thither shalt thou, thou shalt come. Verse 6. And thither you shall bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifice, your tithes, your heave offering of your hands, your vows, your free will offerings, your firstlings, of your herds and your flocks. And there shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall. Enjoy. in all that you put your hand unto. You, everybody that lives under your roof. Listen to me. Them full grown kids that don't want to go to church no more kick their little happy butts out. My daddy told us, he said, you maybe think you're a man now, but as long as you're here, you're going to go to church and you're going to do what I say. I said, I don't want to do that no more. He said, then get your own place. Pay for your own rent. Well, Brother Ricky, I don't know where the love of God is. I do. You're going to make a mess of them if you keep paying for all their mistakes. Make them wake up and realize God wants to help them, but they're going to have to make some decisions on how they're living. Now that went over big, but we'll go on. Put your hand unto ye, your household, wherever the Lord has blessed thee. Go if you would, please. Deuteronomy 16, 10 through 11, please. Deuteronomy 16, 10. And thou shalt keep the feast of the weeks unto the Lord thy God with the tribute of a free will offering thy hand which thou shalt give unto the Lord thy God according to the Lord thy God hath blessed thee. And thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt rejoice, listen to this, before the Lord thy God, you, your son, your daughter, anybody that's staying there man-servant, maid-servant, a stranger comes into your gates, the strangers, the fatherless, you make them get up and praise with you. This is not an option. This is a commandment. Deuteronomy 26, 1 through 5. I tell you what. It says, and it shall be, when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God hath given thee for an inheritance possess it, and us there. How many of y'all are in a better place than you've ever been before? Okay. Then this is talking to us. Thou, that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth. Which thou shalt bring of thy land to the Lord thy God. That giveth thee. I'm sorry. Bring of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee. And thou shalt put it in a basket. And thou shalt go up to the place. Which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest. And thou shalt... Be in those days, saith unto him, I make a confession over my offering. Please, when you get ready to do your tithes and offerings, you and your spouse or your family, say something over it. We say, Lord, thank you. You have brought us. Now, it's not Canaan's land, literally, but it's Canaan's land spiritually. You have brought us into a wealthy place. A place you have promised. A place of victory. A place of peace. And we honor you with our giving. It's to seal it. I profess this day unto the Lord thy God, I'm coming to the country which the Lord swear unto our fathers for to give us. Four. And the priest shall take the basket out of your hand. He shall set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord thy God. Now, if you would drop down to verse 10 and 11 in the Amplified. Same chapter, same book. Deuteronomy 26, 10 and 11, Amplified. And now behold, I bring the first fruit to the ground which you, O Lord, have given me. And you, you shall set it down before the Lord your God, and what? Verse 11. And you and the Levite, the stranger, somebody's just visited among you, they're going to rejoice too. And all the good, not in what the bad, and all the good. You, I, many of you all go, I said, how many of y'all are doing better than you ever have? There's hands all over this building. Folks, you're in a better place. We all are because of the goodness of God. Last one, go to Deuteronomy 28, please. Look at 45, Deuteronomy 28, 45 through 47. Can we, yeah, thank you. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee, overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou harkest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments, his statute which he commanded thee. And thou shalt put upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not The Lord thy God. Some of you didn't even used to have a car. And you get a car and now you're complaining about the upkeep. Some of y'all didn't used to have a house. Now you're complaining about the utility. We, I was complaining this year about our property taxes. It was more than what we've made in a year before. And the Lord said, well, hey, I led you into all of this, and he said, I can take all of the properties away, and you won't have the property taxes. You are to be a light. Listen, if this was easy everybody in the world would be doing it. I look at Christians never at wimps. They have to have a backbone and they gotta be tough. Not hard. Not cold. But you gotta be make up your mind come hell or high water we gonna do this because you will be confronted and you will be challenged but I'm so thankful God didn't ask you to do this with your strength or my strength we're grateful for our cars we get in them turn the seat heat on or if it's hot turn the air conditioner on on the dash and on the seat All the stuff. You don't even have to turn nothing on no more. If you just start it, you can start it from wherever off your phone. You can start it in another state. time you get there, if you're full of gas, it's still running. Get in it. You don't have to turn on wipers, radio, lights, nothing. I mean everything. It'll adjust the seat to you, which driver are you, tell it, all that stuff. And we just drive. And then we're like, man, you know, tires on this thing. For like $300, $400 a piece. I got one that they're $800 a piece on. And you can be like, wow. God, that sure is a lot of money for a tire. And he's like, yeah, I know. He said, I wish I'd have planted a rubber tree closer to Oklahoma. (laughs) No. He's like, if you'll stay thankful and stay full of joy, when you pay your taxes, you won't have that little attitude. When you go to the gas pump, you'll be like, glory to God. Yeah. My wife's daddy, when Folgers, many of you don't remember. What year was that? Do you remember? In the late 70s? Late 70s, there was a coffee shortage. How many of y'all remember that? In't it? Yeah. You do? Us <laughs> older ones, we remember. <laughs> yeah. And coffee used to be about a dollar and a half. You know them red Folger cans? Yeah. It's about a dollar and a half. They said there was a shortage... And it come back when they said they got everything back, it went to like $4 a can. And we about fainted. Now we pay $6 a cup for Starbucks, and we glad to get it. And we we'll go four or five times a day. Now, where we live, we don't have them, but we got a town next to us, so we just drive 30 miles to go get a cup of coffee. Really? People like, ah, no, it's good. We enjoy them. He's given us all things to enjoy. So when it went to $4, my wife's daddy said, your mama was complaining about the price of coffee because it's cutting into the grocery money. And her dad said, ah, it's finally got up to what it's about worth. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you, if you got it, Oh man! If you got an attitude over the price of milk, or or what? Yeah, yeah, go buy you a cow. If you can't get victory over a four-dollar jug of milk. And then you telling people, we're going to pay off the church building. You need to go sit down and shut up. That's That's right. And get you some joy Amen. and some victory and then we'll let you get up and testify next time. Yeah. Yeah. But right now, you need to go into kindergarten class and sit down and be quiet. Yeah. And let some of the other kids in the simplicity of God God said I'll be fine God said if I'll rejoice in, I don't have to whoop the devil Jesus beat the daylights out of me so I'm going to enforce the victory and I'm just going to stand over here and dance for a little bit I've had grown men tell me Brother Ricky don't take all that and I said you do what you got to do let me do because where me and my wife are we having victory every day and I don't want nobody, almost said farting with it, but I don't want nobody messing with it. <laughs> I guess I did say it, didn't I? <laughs> but it gets the message across. So, what are you going to do, James 1, 3, what are you going to do when trouble comes? How you count it? Joy, joy, joy. And you look at the bill again. Joy. And your face gets red. Joy. Tell me how joy looks. Uh Uh-huh. And if you ain't got no moves, just do it the best you can. Are you with me? But it's like, glory to God. And the devil's like, what are you dancing about? My victory. You don't have victory. Oh, yeah, I do. I got victory. Well, you don't need to be running dancing. Yeah, I do. There's power. There's a principle here, and I'm going to rejoice. Tell me Philippians 4.4. 4. You remember the Bible, Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice. Thank you. In the Lord, when it's convenient when everything is okay because it's optional when you rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. And Paul said, just in case you didn't hear, again, 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 I say, say, rejoice. rejoice. (laughs) 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 Listen. Listen. There is victory in this meeting and in this house tonight. Some of you, if you want to run, help yourself. If you want to stand right there and shout, help yourself. But it is time to rejoice in the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you're rejoicing. You're not thanking God for the trouble. But in the trouble, you're thanking God, we're coming out. We are coming out in the mighty name of Jesus. You got something? Okay. You sure? Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you as we did our to the best of our ability by being led to prepare this soil for the next three nights. It's been done to the best of our ability with your help, sir. And Lord, I thank you. Tomorrow, we're gonna be full of joy Not because everything worked out perfect, but because we're going to count it that way. And we realize when we set ourselves to do things like this, there will be things that will set themselves against us. But what used to trip us up will not work no more. We're going to have such a good night tonight, a good day tomorrow, And as we come back into the house of God tomorrow night, we're going to have a pep in our step, a glide in our stride. We're going to come in here ready to dance, shout, run. We're going to give you glory. We're going to give you honor. And we're going to give you praise. And we thank you for the answers that are going to come in the simplicity of being as a child in the proper response. And we thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.